When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yes, it is. Welcome back. And if you're tuning in for the first time today, welcome aboard. It is the Captain's Run for State Transport. Our people are your solution. Sam Edmund with you up until midday. Still ahead of us, Richard Hummerston, Scotty Lucas to preview round eight. Andy Harper, all things are football. A-League finals on this weekend. Miles Fitzner, Will Hayden-Smith to talk some surfing. Michael Laminato to discuss some Formula One, which uh, that circus moves to Miami, Florida this weekend. That's all thanks to McCafe, our official coffee partner. And in a few moments, Chris Newman, assistant coach at the Hawks. Off the 40 Wings temper text, as a Bombers supporter, I was lucky enough to see four flags before my 30th birthday. At the time, I assumed they would just keep on coming. 23 years later, and still got some time ahead before we're even a chance to win another one. Blue supporter here, I would wait another three decades just to win one this year. I was too young in 95. I've never been to a grand final, and I'd love my kids to experience it. Rob is in Avondale Heights. He joins us on the open line for EFS, delivering simple freight solutions. Good morning to you, Rob. Morning, Sonny. What What would you give up for your Saints, Rob? I would happily give up a lifetime, but um, <laughs> so if I saw one this year, I would happily give up a lifetime, but I've got a Nine-week-old son, so let's give him... I'm 41, so the same amount of time, 41 years. But if I didn't have a son, I would happily not happily not see one ever again. Wow. You know what? It, it sounds bold, but I just about agree with you. If, if my Blues could get up this year, I'd probably happily not see another one just to see... Just to see a premiership would be enough for me, let alone some of these other tops, Rob. Three in four years, three in a row, heaven forbid. Ridiculous. I just want one, just one before I die, and I'll be happy. Good on you, Rob. Appreciate your call, and thanks for waiting on the line for so long. We did get, I knew there'd be at least one smart aleck text from a Hawthorne supporter and a Richmond supporter, too. These droughts that have been lasting for five minutes. Uh, Tassie Players is on the mind of uh, Alex over in North Lake WA. G'day, Alex. G'day, Sam. Yeah, Matt Rendell's suggestion to um, target under 15s and under 16 year old kids is fraught with risk. My experience with my kids playing basketball is that um, with the onset of puberty at, at different levels, you get kids that mature very young, they dominate the sport, but they don't persevere and continue on in the sport. Yeah, but they've got to monitor them. They've got to start somewhere, don't they, Alex? They've got to get out there and, and watch these kids now because these will be the kids, or some of them anyway, who will be right in the recruiting window when, when the time comes. Well, my experience has been with basketball with my kids who never got selected in the state team. Yet when it comes to playing men's level basketball, they were involved in premierships with the, uh, the, the, the highest level of basketball in WA. Yet a lot of the kids, hardly any of the kids that were in the, in the state team actually moved on and played in the, the senior level. All right, Alex, appreciate the call. As I said before with uh, Matty Rendell, it'll be interesting to see how they go about building it. That is for sure. Hawthorne are building something at the moment as well under Sam Mitchell. Uh, The Hawks are just getting ready to fly out, I reckon. They're due west this weekend. They're in action against Fremantle at Optus Stadium tomorrow night, 7.30. Looking forward to it. And their assistant coach, Chris Newman, has been kind enough to give us some of his time on the captain's run. G'day, Chris. Good to talk to you. 
No, Sam. Good thing. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Sounds like you're in the vehicle on the way to the airport. Would I be right? <laughs> I, I am. I'm just. Uh, I'm currently just turning off, and I'll uh, I'll get a little park somewhere so I can I can <laughs> switch on a bit more. Nicely done. Nicely done. No, that's fine. I really appreciate you jumping on the line. It's a uh, interesting team selection for you, and I know Sam Mitchell spoke a bit about that during the week. But a couple of handy types aren't going to make the trip with you. Uh, CJ is going to be managed, and, and Luke Bruce as well. Yeah, that's right. A couple of those guys will will miss out on the on the trip this week. Obviously, with with Luke, um, an elder statesman of our of our group now, but um, just have to be pretty cautious about how we we manage his year. And had a couple of little things that um, from a short, short turnaround, we're we're keen to manage with him, and um, was in pretty good touch last week. Um, so that'll do him some good. And then, yeah, CJ's been the same with with a couple of little things that he's sort of managed throughout the early part of the season. So we've just got to be really cautious about yeah, how we manage both of those guys. But, um, you know, with that comes opportunity for, for some others and we look forward to their contribution this week. Now, Sam Mitchell, I think it was yesterday spoke, wasn't it? Said, you know, you had a six-day break into to Marvel, then this Perth trip as well. So this is one of those little pinch points in the schedule, isn't it, that you just got to carefully navigate? Yeah, that's right. We, we, we sort of... We try and plan ahead with these things and, and know, um, you know, potentially for some guys that that might need, um, you know, that, that little rest. Uh, so we try and forecast that. But, I mean, obviously there's some variables that happen um, in between there. So, yeah, I think the, the management of these players is a, is a smart one and, um, you know, we'll continue to look to, to give our players the best opportunity to, to perform at their best um, you know, throughout the season. You'd be reluctant to talk about your playing career, I'm sure, but how much has it changed? So when you had the boots on, mate, and you were playing, it was before the era of real player management came in, wasn't it? You just, you'd play no matter what, wouldn't you? <laughs> uh, tried to, yeah, tried to. Not, not a lot of player management back in back in the day. It seems like a thousand years ago now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think it was um, yeah a little bit differently sort of, sort of management. I think Probably towards the back end of the year that that started to be to be a little bit more prevalent, but um, oh, I was just trying to put my hand up and have a game every week. To be honest, yeah. Um, my my old bones uh, towards the back end of the career needed a bit more of a spell, though. Yeah, d- yeah. And do players hate missing now, mate, or is it is it horses for courses, or do most of them realise you know the place that sports science and 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 the I guess the research and the knowledge that goes into it now they're just accepting of it. Yeah, there's more of an understanding for sure. You know, I think that if any decision is made, it's for the best interest of the player, and um, and the players know that their bodies um, obviously better than anyone else. So I guess if you have open dialogue throughout the year, and um, you know you have some open and honest conversations with you know coaches, medical staff, then you know you want to stay on top of of having a healthy list. And, and right now, um, touch wood, we've, we've got a pretty healthy list to choose from. So you speak of opportunity. It's always a big moment when you play your old side, regardless of your standing in the game. And that comes for Lloyd Meek tomorrow night against the Dockers. Yeah, that's right. So obviously Lloyd coming across from the Dockers, spent a fair bit of time over in Perth. And um, yeah, he'll get to play against uh, his old teammates. Uh, he's a he's a pretty mature sort of um Sort of man, he's he, he is still quite a young man, but um, yeah, we've been really pleased with what he's been able to bring to us so far. He's a, he's a really driven person and person and uh, player, and trying to to get the most out of his his abilities. So um, really enjoyed his time now, and uh, went back to VFL last week and and played exactly how we um, we would have hoped he'd played. Sort of played above the the VFL level and um, really played at an AFL standard. So we we're really pleased with the way he went 
went about his footy last week and um, yeah, he's earned his, his opportunity to play. And uh, in in the manner of which the, the Purple Haze welcomed Rory Lobb back, is Lloyd preparing them to have a beer brewed for him as well, mate? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure what the what the um, the welcoming sort of um, vibe will be over there when he when he's there. But um, yeah, I, I think as I said, he's a, he's a pretty mature sort of guy. He'll um, you know he, he plays he plays the game in the right way, and I'm sure he's got his his headset on uh, the role that he'll play for us. Uh, speaking of roles, Blake Harwick does that week in, week out, uh, Newey. Uh, having a great season as well, it must be said. Somewhat under the radar, uh, Michael Walters looms large as perhaps the obvious matchup for him um, this weekend. But how have you assessed the start to, to Blake's 23 campaign? Yeah, well, he's ultra consistent, isn't he? He's um, He's been able to um, be really consistent with us for a long period of time. And one of those guys that you, uh, that you know you can rely upon to to be able to do a role, but also something that he's added to his game you know, probably over the past few years is um, his ability to set us up offensively. That's been a, something that he's, he's tried to work on, try to get a, a, a balance of, of offence and defence. And um, another one of those players that can play tall and small. Um, and probably the things that uh, people don't see are the, the off-ball direction and, and leadership that he shows. Uh, he's he's quite capable of setting us up, and it's it's really obvious when he's when he's not on the ground. Um, we don't quite look as organised as as when he is um, as what we are when he is on the ground. So yeah, he's he's a great player and a really valuable player. He's he's valued enormously internally. You'd be hard pressed to find a better tackle than Connor Nash's uh, earlier this year down in uh, Tassie, I, I think it was. What about his emergence, uh, Chris, and what he's been able to do? I know he really got a foothold in the team last year, but he's franked it this year. He's been a great story. He has been a great story, and another one of those guys that has, you know, tried to tried to do everything right to to improve his game. Obviously, coming from a, a different country and um, playing different sports, he's. He's been with us for a little bit now, but um, you know he's been really urgent in, in trying to uh, improve his game in, in whatever capacity that may be. And he's worked really closely with um, with David Hale, the midfield coach, this year, and, and getting multiple opportunities through the through the middle of the ground. I think you see his power not only with his tackling presence, but around the ground, his running capacity and and his ability to to put pressure on and, and clear the ball for us, which has been a um, a real strength of ours so far this year. Uh, yeah, a great, great person, and um, yeah, one that one that we we hope continues his form. If if you don't mind, just matters outside of Hawthorne for a moment, only because you had such a long playing career and you've been in this coaching space for a, for a while now, uh, Chris. Is you know the discussion around Tasmania and how they might go building their list, and Paddy Dangerfield's suggestion yesterday that even contracted players should be up for grabs. I mean, how would you feel if Tassie came knocking on one of your contractor boys in a, in a few years' time if you're still at Hawthorne and they're able to leave potentially with no compensation? Could you get your head around that? Um. Uh, all of those things will um, will reveal itself. I'm, I'm sure. Um, all I know about Tassie is it's a it's a it's a great place to be. We've we've had a great relationship with Tassie for a long period of time, and I think you know even before my time when I was at Hawthorne, yep. it was a fortress. Um, really, those Hawthorne teams, especially in their premiership years, were really really hard to beat down there. And um, yeah, we've got a great following down there. We've got eight thousand members, and um, 
you know, we'll continue our relationship until I think 2025, and then beyond that, we'll we'll see what happens. Chris, safe travels, mate. You've you've done well to navigate us and the road at the same time, uh, safely, of course. Uh, we know. So uh, safe travels west. Uh, best luck against Fremantle, and obviously the rest of the season to come for your Hawks. No, no worries at all. Appreciate your time.